you are not thirsty, if you are weary and dry in your soul, welcome. You are in the right place. He'll send for you as well. Very good morning. Nice to be here again. Uh, how many different nationalities we have here this morning? Let's try. Buna Nibinianza for Romanians. Bom dia for Brazilians. Uh, Indian? We have someone from India here? Yes? How can I say good morning in our mother tongue? Come on, it's challenging. This morning we talk about challenges. Good morning. Shup Sakal. It's just one word? Yeah, two words. Two words. Sekal. Shup Sekal, my friend. Welcome. <laughs> Buenos dias, hermano. For Spanish speakers, Luz, Luis, I don't know if they're around. Now, challenge. Russian. Oh, it's not spasiba. Spasiba is thank you. Hello. Good morning. Is that right? Okay. Don't try me on anything else. That's it. That's it. Move on. Of course. Another nationality around? No, in, oh, English, by the way. Yes, good morning. Can you see what's happening here? It's just an introduction and small picture of heaven. And that day, around the table, feasting at the table, drinking coffee, of course, and eating something uh, amazing from there. Every tongue, every tribe and nation before the throne of the Lamb. Let's praise Lord Jesus for this. All the tribes, every nation. I invite you to read the Bible on the big screen, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. Uh, we are in this series by faith, and this morning we talk about Joshua and Jericho. Well, let's read together. Uh, we have on the screen 11:30 Hebrews. Let's read together on three. One, two, three. Let's go. One, two, three. Amen. Let's pray. Close your eyes in this moment. <clears throat> Lord, you promised to bless your word. The word that comes out of your mouth will not return to you empty. Bless your word this morning. N not the theologic knowledge, not the preacher's word, but your word. Because if you pour out the anointing, the fire, the power of Holy Spirit in your word, the walls will fall down. The dry bones will be resurrected. The sinners will surrender themselves to Jesus. Otherwise, Lord, it's just exposition of a biblical text without power. It's just information for my brain, but it's not feed food for my soul is not power for my life so we are here and your holy word is open is open we need your power of the holy spirit we need something different we need a manifestation of your grace and your love and your power in jesus name amen amen on the 26th of september 1983, this man just woke up in the morning to go to work. 
like an, another normal day. His name was Stanislav Petrov. He was a military on um, Soviet Union Army. That day, he's supposed to be off duty, but to help a friend, the guy, oh, let's uh, uh, switch our, our shifts. So he was going to work. So wake up in the morning, take a shower, work. Big responsibility. He was the main guy on that small um, group with, of, with soldiers. We are here in the highest point of the Cold War, 1983. And his mission was keep the eyes on the radars and sensors to see the movements of the enemy, United States, at that time. So he was there, and suddenly, quack, 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 all the red signs, alerts, and everything start to flash, and everybody shouting, screaming in the room, what's happening? And they saw on the screen there, five nuclear bombs coming from U.S. towards Soviet Union. Now, the procedure was, first, call for the superiors, second, break the, um, the seal and press the red button. It's like the movies, it was the same. And Stanislav was there and everybody shouting, screaming, come on, go, do something, call, press the button. Maximum two minutes to take the hardest decision of his life. Why the hardest decision? Because that button, from that point, 50, 5050 nuclear bombs was appointed to USA. To start the Third World War. Wow, what a pressure. Five. Now, you need to understand the pressure because we are on the 26th of uh, September. But on the 1st of that month, September, a commercial flight coming from Korea was shut down by uh, warplanes, uh, Soviet warplanes, and 269 people died. One of the passengers was a very important politician from America. On that day, first of, uh, on the 1st of September, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan came to the TV on the same day and he promised to take revenge. And he called on that time uh, the Soviet Union as the evil empire. Now come back on 26th. Can you imagine the pressure of Stanislav Petrov? Say, so, okay, I need to do something. And everybody, come on, come on, press the button, press the button. And he broke the label. And before he pressed the button, he stopped. And he, wait. Something came to his mind. This is not right. Five bombs. Missiles? Bombs? If they decide to destroy our country, they're supposed to send hundreds of bombs, not five. This is just a problem in the system. No, no, come on. Wah, wah, wah. In this few seconds, he took the phone and called for the engineer. Please, come here. And they restart the machine, and when they restart the system, everything was perfect and peaceful. It was false alarm. 
<laughs> One thing is a false alarm when you, I don't know, your kid looks like sick, uh, I feel better now. Another thing is to, to destroy the planet. <laughs> false alarm. Now, I don't know. In this room, I think we have amazing stories. If you look back and remember your past, I have a first question for you. Do you remember the hardest decisions of your life? I'm talking about serious stuff. That radical moments, that moments when you had stand before you real challenge uh, obstacles. I don't know, maybe ask forgives, uh, forgive to someone you know, that kind of uh, difficult conversation with toxic people, maybe to forgive someone. Maybe if you start to remember now, while you are sitting here, that's that moment, or that, or moving home, or broken, or, or broke in your uh, um, money, or in your emotions. Maybe if you start to remember some faces, or some situations you feel bad, you feel sick, you feel guilty, you feel ashamed or angry. I remember 2005, I believe, I received by post this kind of um, adverts from church like Evangelical Alliance, Red Wine, Christian organizations. I used to receive many of them in my country. When I opened uh, and, and that big advert, the, there was a photo of a famous pastor in my country. I knew it, the guy. Everything about his life. And he had been so cruel with me. When I saw that photo, I went to the toilet and threw up. And I realized, I'm not healed. I'm not okay. You know, that moment, difficult decisions, hard decisions, maybe in your marriage, when you thought about giving up on everything, on your faith, on your family, maybe about your life, dark thoughts, real challenges, big walls stand before you. Okay, now, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow, those moments make you stronger. Look around. You are here. You did it. You went through these moments in your life. The valley of the shadows of death. You are here. Yeah, maybe still have some pain. I have memories. You are here. Somehow, God was training you. God trained you to different, uh, exposing you in different degrees of frustrations, people talking bad things against you and you have no chance to defend yourself and yourself and your reputation. And that things make you stronger. You learned more about not giving up, about having faith, about dependence of God, about start again, to believe again, to pray again. And probably tomorrow, Monday, you're going back, you're going back to your life for new challenges, for new woes, for new crises, for new difficult, tough moments. 
Maybe now you are sitting here, okay, Daniel, I'm this week, uh, Wednesday, I have a meeting, maybe uh, you'll be so difficult, or I don't know, maybe you are going back for, for difficult, radical moments in your life. If you are facing new challenges, that means you are growing. You are a progressive person. You are stepping in another dimension, another level of your life. God's bringing you for new challenges, for new levels, for new situations. And I want to share with you what that means in the life of this man, Joshua. Now, I want to invite you to come with me in Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. If you have on the screen, I think we have, yeah, it's there. Why Joshua chapter 5? Because it's for us, when uh, we remember Joshua, we remember Jericho walls and the screaming and shouting and the seven rounds around the city. But before the war, before to face the enemy, before to sweep everything with your sword, you need some strategy. You need, we need encounter with, with God. That happened on chapter 5. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a draw sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? Holy Spirit, I ask you, what message do you have for me this morning, for my family this morning, for your church this morning, for our challenges this morning? In Jesus' name. I truly believe that every challenge that I decide to not face becomes my limit. And then I have something to do to work out in my life, I need, first of everything, I encounter with God. I encounter with God. So, I like Joshua. If, if you start to read about him and his life, he's a warrior, he's a fighter, he's this kind of guy who likes to see the job done, he's the decision maker. He's not this kind of people who likes to procrastinate everything. He's this man. If you read about his life, even when he, uh, Moses was alive, all the wars, he's this man. He's tenacious, he's brave, he's this kind of guy. Okay, let's do it, and boom, it's done. Action guy. I like this kind of people. I like this. He doesn't like to waste time. He doesn't like to smoke conversations. Let's do it. He is with a group of sons and daughters of slaves, and this group became uh, strong warriors with Joshua. Now, he's the action guy. He's in the battlefield. Jericho was there. Maybe, I can imagine, in his mind, he was thinking, mm, how, can I, how can I overcome this? How can I destroy Jericho? How can, how can I get the victory? How can I do this is my agenda. I have situations to deal. I have many things. How can I do this? How can I do that? And he starts to make plans or thinking, maybe. Because I like him. I'm this kind of guy. Okay, I have this new challenge. I need to answer. I need to do something. But then he saw a man. You see his reaction? Reactive. 
Who are you? Are you with us or with the enemy? He starts to think, to take conclusions, reactive. Why he's so reactive? Maybe because he came from a series of battles of, in his life. Maybe his life was so full of battles. Now he's reactive to everything. It's like me, maybe you. Maybe sometimes we don't stop to think or to pray of to spending time with God because we need to take decisions. Because in the past, life was so hard. You face so many situations with your family, with your faith, with the devil, with the problems around. And now you have a new challenge in this week. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Let me call for that guy and then I send an email for that one. I have that money in there. I can sort it out. I can do. Reactive. Sometimes look like, looks like if I stop with my actions, to spend time with God is just a waste of time. I know, I can pray while I'm doing. Okay, Lord, I'm going there. Uh, stay with me. I remember my, <laughs> my dad. It's so funny. We had a rule uh, in our house. Never start to eat before pray. And that day, he was starving. <laughs> and we were around the table, that very emblematic family, and waiting for my father come to the table, and he was um, serving himself on the oven, on the cook, taking the food. The food wasn't on the table, was there. So he put the food on the plate, and he came praying on the way. <laughs> Save time. Okay, Lord, bless our food. Amen. <laughs> Boom. Oh, I like this. Save time. <coughs> I can pray while I'm doing. I can face this war, and the Lord will be with me. Now, he came to see a man first. He didn't recognize it was a man, was, was, was God. I don't have time now, but if you read the next chapter, you see this angel, this commander, he accepts the worship, the adoration from Joshua. So, myself, many times, often, I couldn't recognize God in my battlefield. Because I'm so busy dealing with so many stuffs, budgets, money, kids, had teaching the school, problems down at the hospital, my life, uh, so many things. I, I couldn't have time to see, oh, God is here. No, just my situations, and I'm praying, and I'm praying. Now, what the encounter with God does in me, what the encounter with God changes in my soul, in my mind, in myself, before the battle, what this can build in me first? Clarity. Do you remember Mark chapter 8? Jesus was in the town called Bethsaida. And the people brought to him a man, a blind man. And the people begged him, Jesus, please put his, uh, your hands uh, on this man. They gave a prescription to Jesus. Do this. And then Jesus took the man by the hand and led the man outside the village. And stayed the man and Jesus alone. Not relatives, not people from the church, not friends, not co-workers, not kids, not anybody giving opinions, suggestions, just Jesus and the man. In order to feel good, we depend on the other's opinions or the other's approval 
Or, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Ah, I think the people complain, oh, my relatives, my mom, my dad, my teacher, my boss, my pastor, the people in the church, and we depend on the other's approval and opinions, but just me and Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, when Mary and Joseph were coming back, going back to their town, they forgot, oh, where's Jesus? They lost Jesus. And the Bible said, and it says in Luke chapter 2 that Mary, she thought that Jesus was between the relatives. Oh, Jesus is there with the kids and playing with the cousins. And Jesus wasn't there. Jesus is not with the church. Jesus is not with us. Jesus is with me. It's different. I need encounter with God by myself. I, I, cannot, I always talk with my girls in home. God doesn't have grandchildren okay you cannot live on my shadow you need your experience with him you need your encounter with him alone by yourself and jesus is part of the man's eyes and then put the hands on him can you see anything um i see the people walking around like trees it's not clear yet okay and jesus put the hand again and the sight was restored the man start to see clearly Maybe this morning you need to be aware, you need encounter with God, and maybe you need a second touch. You love Jesus, you give, you, you give your life to him, you want to follow him, but it's not clear yet how you need to do with your battles, with your life, your challenge. Maybe you need a second touch this morning. When Joshua, when, when this man, so I am the commander of the army of the Lord, okay, so it's different now, and he fell face down, was clear for him, now I need to receive some instruction, because the question was, what, what kind of message do you have for me? You see, he's not assigning God and his army to God uh, follow his, his agenda, God, I need you to show up in this situation in my job. God, I need you to touch the heart of that man. God, I need you to open that door for me now. I need you to close that door for me. God, no, no, no. Jericho is not yours. Belongs to him. Your fight is not yours. Your life is not yours. The instruction, the strategy comes from him to me, from him to myself. It's not from me to him just because I think I'm pretty. Just because they go to the church or on the weekends. And this is the real challenging. Because the word, the first instruction, this conversation in chapter 5, uh, if you keep reading, and then chapter 6, was, okay, Joshua, first of all, take off your shoes, your sandals. The same phrase, the same sentence as with Moses. Why this? Because some uh, gods from Egypt, they have this. When you are stand before a god, you need to be with no shoes from Egypt. So in that moment, Joshua says, okay, this is a holy ground. Take off your shoes because this is a holy ground. Now, he's, he wasn't in the Bible school or in the church or praying or with the tabernacle like they had in Exodus, the tabernacle and the Holy of Holies, nothing. He was in the middle of the battlefield. Did you realize that your battlefield can be your holy ground? Why you are dealing with so many difficult situations, that place can be a holy ground 
where God can speak to you and give you direction, clarity, instructions, strategy. You can have an amazing encounter with God in the same place, in the same workplace, in the same traffic lights, in the same church, in the same family. You don't need to move out your town. You don't need to move out of your, uh, to, to change your marriage. You don't need a new husband. You don't need a new nothing. It's the same battlefield can be your holy ground. I just need to take off my religious ideas, my immaturity, uh, my temper maybe, my shoes. is a different level of conversation. It's there. It's the same place. So it's not external things, it's internal. It's my shoes. And then, this is the difficult moment, at least for me. Okay, Lord, my shoes, I'm the holy ground. And now, okay, now, Joshua, you are not going to whip everything with your sword. You are not going to, to the battle. I have an amazing strategy for you. Okay, Lord, please, come on, come on. I'm a warrior. I know how to fight. I know. I give you all the resources. But this is what I want from you. You'll take a walk. <laughs> and that's it. Huh? Walk. Yes. Okay, I walk. Quiet, Joshua. Okay, God, and now? Now go home and rest. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just walk, yes. But God, look, Jericho, yes, six days. Just walk around the city. Don't make any sense. Mainly if you know how to fight. If God gave you resources, skills, gifts, and you have challenges, and you have situations that you know God give you strength. Okay, God give me strength because I, I went to so many battles before. I know how to do this. God, please use me in this situation. Just walk. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> it's not the time now. I'd like to see a movie about this. They're walking, okay, talking. Oh, what do you think is happening? Oh, Joshua is crazy, I don't know. <laughs> Let's walk. With all that chauffeurs and all that clothes and the priests and everything, just walking. Uh, can you see something changing? Oh, no, the walls, let me touch the wall. The wall mm, looks like the same, no crash, no nothing. Okay, and they had two big walls, and the wall was so large, and have chariots above, and everybody from Jericho. I believe in the beginning, the very beginning, the Bible says that the, the people in Jericho, they were very afraid from Israel. But after five days walking, maybe they were laughing or making jokes. Oh, this is Israel. That is, is, is Joshua walking, and can you see any change? Nothing at all, nothing. In this moment... Why you are waiting for some action from God is so easy to give up. Yes. It's so easy to think, I'm full. Um, 
this is foolish. Uh, pff, God, I love you, but uh, I can see nothing changing my life. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe on, I don't know, Saturday, he woke up in the morning. Okay, God, I know how to do this. Just walk again. I know. Just walk, keep quiet. And then Lord said, wait, 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 wait. Today is different. Okay, why is different? Today is different. So I need to go to this encounter. I need to talk with the Lord every day. Always, because every day is something different. So another, uh, another round, Lord? Yeah, so another year, uh, another conversation with my husband, another pray moment with my kids, another time reading the Bible, another time going to my room asking for some fire from God, another time studying again, applying for that new job, whatever, what's your challenge? Another time, another round, another time, another round. God is building something in you before your battle. You cannot run against your enemy with your, with your sword before receive the strategy, before be ready. God's building something in my family, in me, in the church before Jericho war. And then nobody stay like this the whole life. Remember, it's not your war. It's his. Belong to him. Jericho is for him. It's to him, not for me. It's not to feed my ego. It's not to make me a good person. It's God receiving the glory and the victory through my life and the situations of my life. God don't, he doesn't have this kind of pleasure to make us suffering. But if I understand I'm part of something, God's doing something. Okay, I received the instruction. Let's, it, it was difficult, but it's easier. It's just another round. Let's go. Let's walk again. Let's walk again. Let's walk again. And then the last moment, now I have a last instruction for you. Okay, God, take this word. Shout. Shout? Yes. <laughs> Shout. Shout. And the walls will fall down. <laughs> This is amazing. Maybe the Lord will ask for you to do something mad, crazy, no sense. And the people around in your workplace, you start saying, mm, are you going to the church with this kind of yes? And you have different, because he's not predictable. Otherwise, he's not God. Otherwise, it's me trying to deal in this stuff. And it's so much harder. And I try with my army, with my flesh, with my strategy, with my whatever. <laughs> And the walls will fall. Then you see the victory. Can you see all the process? Then you have the victory. Then the walls fall down and they came to Jericho. It was amazing. But before that, I need clarity. Some of us, we accept the call, the main call for the Lord. I want to follow Jesus. But we don't know how to deal with the life. How to take decisions. And... Uh, Details of our life, we don't know how we need to come back to the roots, to the focus of our faith, to our room, to pray, to spend time with Him and wait for instructions, for strength, for a new strategy. Maybe instead of complaining of your problems this week, change the word problems for challenges. Maybe start to ask for the Lord, okay, what's the strategy for this challenge? This cannot stop me. This cannot, the devil cannot stop us. We stop. 
The devil cannot do the things, put the things in our hands. We have decisions. So maybe you just need to come back and say, Lord, I'm so dry and weak. This wall is so big. I need you, Lord, giving me so. What is the instruction you have for me? I don't want to give you my prescription. I don't want to give you my agenda. I don't, want, I don't know how to speak with that person. I don't know how to deal with this situation. But I know how to speak to you, Lord. And for you, only for you, not for man, not for people, I will put my knees on the ground. I will put my face down for you, Lord. Not for my boss, not for any organization, not for any man, but for you. Because you know everything, how to do everything. Let's pray. 11.25, we still have a few minutes. Joe, can we sing that amazing song, The Rain? Beautiful. Lighthouse is a nice one as well. But the rain is so beautiful. Maybe you can, uh, we'll be here. You don't have to, but you can share your heart if you, if you want. You can share your heart with, with us. We'll be here to pray for you. This is, this is the church. This is our family. Let's stand. Let's stand. And maybe you can uh, sing this song like your prayer. If you are not thirsty, just say, Lord, I'm not thirsty. Give me this thirsty. Give me hungry of your holy presence, of the power of the Holy Spirit. Give me strength. Give me energy. Give me strategy. Give me a word. Give me instruction because my way is not working. With my temper, with my way to do the stuff, it's not working. I need you, Lord. Spend this time worshiping, praying. If you decide to come to the front, we will be here for you. God bless you.